Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, Lombardi Line, as we welcome you back on a Friday, I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, Kevin, we got Stephen Bond behind the glass sitting in for Michael Lombardi here on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM is Wes Reynolds. Wes is with me yesterday. He's going to be with me today, obviously. Going to be with me on Monday. Looking forward to it. Hopefully, I'm not annoying you too much. The big news, Wes Reynolds, is Paul George. Is he going to play? Uh, when I like, I don't know about you, but when I hear safety and health protocols, mm-hmm. my assumption is mm-hmm. he's out. So that yeah, is the, that's the case. He's out, and that's what I think a lot of the journos that uh, nice. follow the NBA, uh, Woj, Shams, and company, Tim Bontemps from ESPN, basically reporting that he is going to be out tonight. We are starting to see actually a little bit of settling on the line. We saw the instant reaction, which we always get on injury news, but now looking at the screen, I think there's a couple shops that still might not have it up, but I'm basically seeing pick them or one, 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 one on the up, one down, yes. one up, one down. And the total, which had dropped a little bit now has come back up to 15 and a half, because I think a lot of people are thinking that where it's like, okay, it, you know, you got to replace that offense. You can maybe do that in basically a one and done loser yep. leave town scenario, but pl- replacing the defense, especially a guy that's been all defense several times in the well NBA. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. So I can understand. I was hoping this total would keep dropping a little bit, but they went ahead and gobbled it at the bottom. They didn't wait for it. So once it got down to two thirteen and a half at bet MGM or two fourteen other places, now you're seeing it back pretty much where it was. Do you think it was an overreaction immediately with the number? 
Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, look, I think maybe one is probably fair. I think Paul George probably worth two and a half, three points. I was going to say two and a half, three. I think that's fair, but the total is where you really saw this drop. So now you're seeing it come back and, uh, you know, the other game, too, Hawks, Cavs, basically 223 in the market. Bet MGM is still at 22 and a half. Well done. We've got first pitch coming up in about eight minutes, City Field. So I do want to get into the D backs and Mets. Just quickly, another pop here for the Daily Newsletter because this is interesting. Steve Mackinnon, Point Spread Weekly editor, he wrote this is a surprising angle. First round, as we were just getting off the basketball, first round favorites of eight and a half points or more are 72 and six straight up and 50 and 28. That's a 64% clip ATS in the first round. So that will apply to right now Milwaukee and most likely Phoenix and Miami. So again, eight and a half or more in the first round, 64%, a little bit over 64.1% cashing ATS wise with the favorite. So that's kind of the nuggets you're going to get from point spread weekly and the daily newsletter. Okay. Let's get into this because my goodness, I woke up this morning. It was closer to $2 210 on the Mets. And this is their home opener. It is Jackie Robinson day across baseball. 15 games were loaded on the diamond today. This is a mismatch. You've got the D backs. Mm-hmm. That lineup is cold to start to say the least. And they got Zach Davies who actually strong five innings against the Padres in his debut this last this year. Although Davies struggled down the stretch last year against Cole Bassett. Of course, the Mets acquire Cole Bassett from the A's. He was great versus the Nats on Sunday. Uh, the Mets have been off to a great start at the plate. They're second in OBP in the majors. They're fourth in OPS. Uh, they're flying right now at five to two. I, I don't have a play because if you take a look here, Wes, this number open 195 mm-hmm. with the Mets favored. I've got a couple of books up to 255. Yeah, that is too much. That is a huge yeah, price. Nothing for me, but we can break it down here. Uh, Chris Bassett going to make his home debut. I said Cole Bassett. You yeah, Chris Bassett. Uh, yeah, from the from Oakland. Obviously, he was part of that big fire sale where it's like, okay, will the last remaining Oakland A from last season's lineup uh, turn out the lights? <laughs> so Bassett is now in uh, Flushing, Queens, uh, just like uh, the nanny, the flashing girl from Flushing, the nanny named Fran. Voice, if you're going to say it, you got to do Fran. Oh, Mr. Chef. Nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Made me feel awkward, but nailed it. Go yes, ahead. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I have a tendency to make people, <laughs> people feel, feel awkward. awkward. Yes. Get on the I, seven I, train to I, Queens. I, I do that very well. But anyway, Chris Bassett, home debut here in City Field. And was very good against the Nationals on debut. So now you get a lineup that, as you said, has been absolutely miserable. Uh, Zach Davies going to go for the Diamondbacks. And they're hope that, hopeful that he can return to his form of a couple years ago. Because last year, he was dreadful. If you looked, he had a 631 XERA. Walked 11% of the batters he faced. The hard hit rate was 43%. So he was solid, though, in the first start against the San Diego Padres. Uh, only walked three. Allowed two earned runs and in five innings. Uh, so... You know, that was okay, but, you know, it is going to need to be better. Uh, Bassett, like I mentioned, that that first start was actually very good. Bassett was great last yeah. year, too. And, and you would have thought, okay, maybe there's a little bit of regression coming for Chris Bassett. But Chris Bassett is going to be a huge key for this Mets Absolutely. team. With DeGrom being out for the interim, we know Scherzer is now back. But that always happens to the Mets, too. Like, you knew something was coming for this team. It's like they always have a pitcher get hurt. Because the Mets have a tendency of like taxing arms with their pitchers. They did it with Syndergaard. They've done it with DeGrom on multiple occasions. Uh, other pitchers, the list goes on and on. But 
Bassett showed good command in the first game. The new look lineup uh, looks pretty solid, at least for the Mets. Now, part of that is beating up on the Nationals. They took three or four down there in Fair. Nats Park in D.C. So, look, Chris Bassett doesn't need to be like an ace for this team. He needs to eventually be a reliable number three. Right now, he needs to be a reliable number two. Good matchup, I think, from the Mets uh, against Davies, but you're right. It's kind of gotten too rich for my blood. The only better offensive team to start, you mentioned they beat up on the Nats pitching, is the Guardians, who I want to get to in a second, but the Mets have been off to a great start, and actually, in real time, as we're talking about it, I'm getting text messages from a friend that is at City Field today. Beautiful weather, 60s, you know, 8 to 10 mile an hour wind, so nothing crazy there. If anything, I'm going to look team total here over four and a half for the Mets. I, I don't believe in uh, Davies even after that strong debut. Uh, team total, you're going to have to pay 125, 130 juice on the over, but team total over four and a half for me on the Mets today. I, I, there's no chance I'm laying $2.50 on a baseball game this early in the year, nor probably later in the year. It, it, it reminds you, it's such a rhythm sport. Mm -hmm. You know, I was taking a look at, you, you and I cashed on that over A's race. Yes. We also cashed on Seattle being a slight favorite at a windy Chicago and the White Sox behind Gilbert, a distinctive edge in the pitching matchup there for the Mariners. But look what happened. Uh, you saw the Yankees blank Toronto, I think an offer for Guerrero. Mm -hmm. You saw Shohei get rocked in Texas, three and two thirds, six hits, six earned uh, a 10, five win for the Rangers there. I was trying to look. Severino was great, by the way, against Toronto. Uh, two hits. Earldest Chapman, though, was not. He got no. pulled, and it was uh, Michael King that got the save last night. He was not. Shohei off to a tough start. There's a couple other ones I wanted to point out to you. How about the Tigers? Um, the Tigers last night, it, it, it's interesting because the Royals, it, Royals are rebuilding. The Tigers are rebuilding, but this is a little bit of a, you know, Casey Mize is a stud mm -hmm. uh, and he was very good last night and they beat him. I think you were catching 115 ish, 120 ish on the Tigers. So it's just, it's early on. Obviously we were just a week out from opening day. Essentially yesterday was Thursday. But there you see it. The Tigers a four, two win at yeah. Kansas city You're catching plus 123, a better number than I got at plus 120. Uh, anything stand out on the diamond from you, well, from you yesterday? Uh, looking at what we talked about, and I know we brought in Josh Applebaum to discussion, the unders have been hitting early, and we know we're back to a more traditional season where baseball started on time. It's still cold weather in a lot of areas of the country, so advantage pitchers, I think, early on. But eventually you're going to see that regress to the mean and kind of even out over time. And, yeah, you had some unders yesterday, that early under in Chicago, uh, also in Milwaukee, but yep. you also had some big scores too. Angels Rangers go over big time 15 uh, runs. Otani gets rocked. Uh, Padres put up 12 on the Braves last night. Uh, Dodgers Reds that went over late though. Cause the Reds bullpen got smashed in the final couple innings. Uh, Nats pirates. So you are, you, you don't want to blindly bet is basically the point I'm trying to make. You don't want to blindly bet unders and you're seeing of course, because the first week or so, we've had, what, what was it yesterday? Like a little bit uh, over 60% to the unders. Mm -hmm. I think it was 60 and change. Eventually, that's going to go down. But you look, you're seeing the unders get bet across the board when these overnights come up. Uh, this first game, uh, another example, Arizona and the Mets, that's about to have first pitch in a minute or so. 
eight and a half now down to seven and a half juice to the over at some places and all these games pretty much for the most part are getting bet to the under off the over. To your point, I bet, and we're going to get to Kyler Murray here, but to your point, I bet Giants, Guardians, eight and a half under. That's all the way down to seven and a half. Mm-hmm. That, that dropped a run as well. So following that trend of unders to start the Major League Baseball season. Okay, we'll get to plenty of baseball with Josh, who's going to join us for uh, two segments coming up in just a little bit. However, we did want to start with this here to start a new hour. Kyler Murray. You know, it's interesting with Kyler. He has been uneven, but he's still the franchise, right? If you're looking at the Cardinals and he's using his leverage, he's trying to remember he went through that checklist of petulance. He scrubbed the team from his social media, which is what Wes is going to do to Vison. Scrubbed him from the gram. The gram. <laughs> can you scrub from TikTok? Is that a thing? I don't even know. I know I you can do dances. I, and... I, I'm too old for TikTok, so I don't even. I think he. No, I think he popped like a Jenner on TikTok. He uh, scrubbed them from social, and then remember the agent put out the ransom letter. Mm-hmm. But since then, Kyler and I don't know. This is probably calculated. He's added the Cardinals back to his social media. Look, he's got two years left on his rookie deal. The Cards have yet to make an offer. They insist he won't be traded, uh, but it's two weeks before the draft. So this is calculated from the Murray right, team to right. get this news out here. Exactly. Right? And by the way, that same agent represents, of course, Cliff Kingsbury, the Arizona Cardinals head coach. So I did not know that, you know, it, th- this gets even more weird, but I, I tend to think that this is going to get done. And, and like I mentioned at the top of the last hour, I'm amazed that, you know, it's less than a year when he gave Michael Bidwell that painting of all the Arizona Cardinal greats, Larry Fitzgerald, and then Michael Bidwell's father, the late Bill Bidwell, who owned the team. So, you know, it got sideways very quickly here. So uh, I tend to think that this is probably going to work out. Remember, we had Aaron Rodgers this time last year, all but gone from Green Bay. Good point. Where did he stay, Green Bay? Let's put the pieces together with Murray and the Cardinals next in division, win total, and more as we continue. Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's really against Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. 
That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, the NFL draft is here. You just heard Brent Musburger. He's going to be a part of the draft coverage, voice of the Raiders, give his draft best bets in our NFL draft betting guide, which is coming out. Remember, the draft's like a couple weeks away. NFL draft is here in Vegas. You're going to get mocks from Matt Humans, Wes Reynolds, uh, Michael Lombardi. He's going to be here in town giving his analysis. Mike Pritchard, who was a first-round pick. Sean King, Super Bowl-winning champ. We've got them all here. Sign up today to get full access to VSIN through the NFL Draft for only $19 at vsin.com slash spring. That's vsin.com slash spring. I believe the draft is going to be over by Caesars and Link. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I remember a couple of years ago. Remember when it got canceled? Yeah. A couple of years ago. Yeah, they had an elaborate. They were, no, they were doing going. gondolas. They yes. were do, they were shipping the players on gondolas mm-hmm. up to your boy Goodell on stage. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to go that heavy, but I can guarantee because it's what were you saying, Stephen? It's go ahead. It was supposed to be a couple of years ago. They moved it, I believe, this year. Unless yeah, I'm crazy. I think you're right. I mean, everybody on the strip is going to have events for this thing or be somewhat tied to this draft, whether it's the bet MGM, the MGM groups or the Caesars groups or the win or whoever. Everybody's going to have some kind of little piece of this. Do you event. think you'll be able to find a drink? All right. We move. <laughs> Wes, Wes just pause. So, Kyler Murray, again, has he been uneven? You know, I put this more on Kingsbury as far as their collapses the last two years yeah. down the stretch. Remember, they started seven and oh, the Cardinals finished 11 and six. They lost four of six down the stretch. They lost their final five games at home. 
So obviously not a huge home field in the desert, but it's just Kingsbury's teams. Kingsbury was a terrible college coach. Yeah. There is no way to, there's no way oh. to curb that. His best year there at Texas tech with his, was his first year where I think he had Tuberville's recruits. Yeah. And then it just slowly went downhill after that. Here is when I knew, and I mean, I already knew it already, but it was that late game against the Indianapolis Colts on a Saturday night in December. I forget the week. If it was week 16, I think that's what it was. The Colts were down four starters on the offensive line. Also didn't have Darius Leonard because he contracted COVID and didn't have the vaccine and had to sit out for that game. And Arizona just like, they never made adjustments. I'm like, you've got the Colts with guys from the P squad, basically the practice squad up on the offensive line. And you're not sending any freaking pressure after Carson Wentz. Uh, You know, it was a little bit shaky with the football, at least in terms of fumbling. And Arizona just made no adjustments. So I'm, I kind of been out on Cliff Kingsbury as a coach. I totally agree. And you mentioned no pressure. They lost Chandler Jones, of course. So as they head into the draft, they're going to have the 23rd overall pick, the 55th in the second round. Their needs, their needs are an edge, a wide receiver. They just lost a wide receiver, of course, to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. They need a cornerback. Uh, but this is a team, again, so the news is Kyler Murray, you know, essentially, uh, asking for an extension. The team has yet to give him an extension, said they're not going to trade him. He's got two years left on that rookie deal, but here's where we sit. So NFC West numbers, and you can throw up the Kyler numbers, which are, you know, they're good. It's interesting. You take away, you mitigate his ability to run and he becomes less than pedestrian in the pocket. That's not, that's no surprise at his size. But my thing would be just the collapses. I mean, these past two years, the team got tired. That was a no-show in Los Angeles in the wild card card round as well, right? Absolutely. That was a listless performance. I mean, and it reminded me of Cliff Kingsbury when he was at Texas Tech. When they would start out 6-0 and college game day would be in town, you know, guns up. And it's a big event down in Lubbock. And they'd get smashed by Oklahoma or or Texas A&M or Texas or whoever they were playing. And then all of a sudden you saw Texas Tech who, who rose up, like surged up the charts here, take an immediate yes. nosedive. There's a, uh, that is a distinct pattern with his teams. The way he coaches, I don't know what it is, but they tail off. You nailed it. Uh, you want to take a shot? I'm guessing you've already looked at where their season win total is for 2022, the Cardinals. I have not actually. As okay, this is, this is going to be fun. You don't lose or win anything if, oh yeah, you win being here on Monday. If you get it right. Okay. If you don't get it right, you got to be here. So on do Monday. I, do I go tank and tank a Palooza so I can get the Monday <laughs> so off this can, time? You can have it off. Go ahead and take a shot. Cardinal win total. Uh, Cardinals win total for 2022. I can tell you, I'm not going to tell you anything. I am going to say eight and a half. That was 2021. Their 2022 win total is set at nine. Nine, one ten mm-hmm. up and down. Now, again, depending on what shop you're looking at, you're and, have... and honestly, that's probably Patrick because Trey Lance, the assumed starter out in San Francisco, so it's like, okay, you got a team in your division that you did beat twice last year, even though San Francisco should have split the series and won down in Arizona. But it's like, okay, we've got essentially, even though he's in his second year, a rookie quarterback starting. So that's going to drop a little bit. And then you know that it's always hard to repeat in the NFL. The Rams, I think, still have the pieces maybe to get back, but still, you've gone through that and you get that ring, you know, and now you got to see if you can run it back again. We saw that Tampa Bay couldn't do it, basically bringing back the whole team down there. So 
That's why maybe I think the Cardinals win total is a little bit higher than it was last year, despite this Murray drama. So we can go in division to follow what Wes is saying and tell what he's saying. We'll go in division. No surprise. The Rams coming off the championship are your favorites in the NFC West at plus 150. Now, just to give you an idea as far as multiple outs, I'm going to give you odds at another very respected book along with BetMGM. As we go, I got the Rams at plus 140 at the book I'm looking at. On the board there, BetMGM, the 49ers, your second betting favorite in the West at 2-1. to one. I've got them at plus 165, so a little bit shorter. The cards are 3.5 to 1 at the book I'm looking at, plus 270 at BetMGM third betting favorite in the NFC West and the Seahawks. No surprise. We've got them sitting on the board at nine to one. But again, this is a team that went 11 and six and they're your third betting favorite in a tough division. Mm -hmm. It it just lets you know what the books and what the market think of this Cardinals team. There just haven't been anybody that's bought in even off the seven and oh start last year. And you haven't had the Rams. I mean, they are trying to kind of retool a little bit or reload. I mean, they haven't just, you know, said, okay, we're going to keep the same team. They brought in Allen Robinson at receiver. If he can kind of, you know, once he gets to a good team, like we saw it with Odell Beckham late in the season, it's like, once you get to a team that is really right on the doorstep or the precipice of getting to or winning a Super Bowl, you saw what he can do and you saw that he was engaged and he was interested. So now the Rams, they bring back, of course, Van Jefferson and Cooper cup and, now they add Allen Robinson. You have Higby, who should Bobby be Bobby Wagner. Healthy Bobby Wagner now on the defense uh, amidst Jalen Ramsey, who is number one in coverage per pro football focus. Kind of had a rough Super Bowl, though, interestingly enough. But the core of that defense is basically Leonard back Floyd with, was great with the Rams. He, they yeah. took a chance on him. Yeah. Remember, a first runner out of Georgia, Chicago, speaking of Robinson. Mm-hmm. And Leonard Floyd, Floyd blossomed, West with the Rams. I think Robinson's going to have a bomb year with yeah, the Rams. Yeah, I, I got to think good that receiver. he is going to be so happy to be with, like, an organization. It's like, oh, this is what it's supposed to be like. You know? This is what a championship organization looks like. And you talk about the defense adding Bobby Wagner, of course, Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd uh, Robinson. How big were they in the Super Bowl? I mean, that's what won them. The defensive line essentially won them that game. And that's why you pay a lot of money for those guys. Yeah. Donald was great late in that game. Just thinking back to it now. Again, so season win total nine, they're going to pick 23rd overall. You know, if you just think about needs, they did lose Chandler Jones. So as I mentioned, the edge um, wide receiver, is a need. It's just, it's got a team. Mm-hmm. This Cardinals team has a weird vibe around it. And, and frankly, this is not, I'm not picking on the dude, but that just feels like that's what follows Kingsbury. There was always drama at Texas tech. Remember the defensive coordinator had to resign yes. some issues or yes. questions about some of the practices, literal practice practices. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it, it, respect them where they sit with 11 wins last year. But the books say take a step back, sitting at nine. And I think the true number is what you said. I think eight and a half, which I believe is what they went into the year last year. The Cardinals sitting on an eight and a half win total. I didn't like them to go over, and they soared over it, obviously, at 11 wins west. But deserved the Trey Lance thing, as you – correctly pointed out, I think deserved third betting favorites though, in this division for the Cardinals. Yeah, I do too. And, and now I, you know, I think Kyler Murray's going to stay, but now kind of looking at options, it's like, okay, who's going to be desperate. The team that's most desperate for the quarterback is clearly the Carolina Panthers. Sam Darnold's going to be a free agent at the end of this year. We've heard, you know, the rumors that they're going to take Kenny Pickett number six. So you know, do they go ahead and 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 trade here? They've got they the Panthers, by the way, do lead the NFL in cap space right now. Where where are you on Murray? 
It, that's your. That's it. That's the answer. He's got. He's got athletic ability, and he can make some plays and keep him alive. But the guy is not very tall. And I know everybody's going to say, "Well, Drew Brees is only six feet tall." Well, he's Drew, not Drew Brees. Well, Drew Brees is going to the Hall of Fame in in a couple years. Uh, so, you know, he has not proven that. He's proven he could be a good fantasy quarterback and put up big numbers. So, if you're playing daily fantasy, you're going to love the guy. But gets a lot of passes batted down. You know. He gets a little bit of pressure. He kind of turtles up a little bit sometimes and will take a big sack, you know, 15 yards that'll take you out of a third down situation. So I'm still a little bit, I'm not down on Kyler Murray, but I'm not up on it. My thing as well is just the personality seemed he wanted to be anywhere, but that wild card game in Los Angeles last year. Right. To me, that's an issue. And that's what you're going to be judged by fairly or unfairly or big games like that. And, uh, you know, he took a powder in that game. Drew Brees head coach at Purdue, Wes Reynolds. It was uh, 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 Joe Tiller. Nailed it. R.I.P. Coming up next is your boy, Josh Applebaum. Looking forward to talking to him. Get a market update next here in Lombardi Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM as we welcome you back. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point, chilling with Wes Reynolds. Of course, Michael Lombardi on vacation, well-deserved. We head out to New England and say hi to our buddy Josh Applebaum. Market Insights is the pod. You can find his podcast daily, Monday through Friday, VEASAN.com slash Market Insights. Of course, I was just given a pop to the daily newsletter, which you contribute to. You can go to vston.com, enter your email address, and get that for free. And betting across America with Pritch Monday through Friday, we say hi to esteemed author Josh Applebaum. Hi, Josh. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Wes. Doing great today. And I got to tell you, Patrick, it's like 65 degrees in Boston. It's the Red Sox home opener at Fenway. There's a buzz around here. We got the Celtics getting going. So, yeah, other than the Bruins losing three straight, things are good in New England right now. We are going to get to the Red Sox uh, home opener coming up in just a little bit today, Josh. But the big news, we can officially report Paul George has been ruled out tonight for the Clippers. So as we sat here about an hour and a half ago, that number was Clippers lane four. And, Josh, you can update us on the market movement, but it is a official Paul George health and safety precautions is out tonight for the elimination game. Yeah. So unfortunately, Patrick, you know, or I guess, luckily we haven't had to deal with COVID in a long time. Well, it, you know, it pops up when you least expect it and has a big influence on the betting market. So to me, it's always interesting, like your perception of a player and how they affect the spread. And then actually what happens when they miss a game. So a lot of times you'll see huge moves like, you know, with quarterbacks, starting pitchers come off the board, you know, uh, changes based on a scratch or a goalie. Well, we found out what Paul George is worth to the spread today. Uh, wake up today, pretty much opened around Clippers minus four, stayed minus four with George now being out. A lot of books are down to pretty much a pick them. So there's a couple books still uh, at Clippers minus one. I see a couple books at, you know, Pelicans minus one at this point. Now, before the injury, there was a really good contrarian play opportunity with the Pelicans at BetMGM. And now these numbers are uh, probably completely changing now based on the Paul George news. But going into today, only 23% of bets were on the Pelicans here, yet they were kind of in a line freeze type situation. So the line is now completely moved. Uh, I hate to, you know, just bet against a simple injury play. I would lean a little bit Pelicans here on the money line. They're, you know, kind of in an undervalued spot. Your best player is now going to be out uh, for the Clippers at home here. 
Does it flip to a minus one and go across the board painted? That's what I'm looking for, Patrick. I would also say these unders have done great so far. 4-0 and so far in the play-in tournament. You have a majority bets on the over, yet this total fell. 217 down to around 215. I'd lean under in a lot of these play-ins, and I am looking at, even though it kind of seems too good to be true, which worries me, Pelicans on the money line. Josh, uh, let's get to the first game really quickly. Atlanta and Cleveland. Jarrett Allen, 50-50 last check that he would go. I think he's probably going to try to get to go with that, with that finger injury. This There were some threes out there yesterday on Atlanta. I've seen them disappear on the speculation. Allen will be back now as low as two. Still think it's two and a half here at BetMGM. Where are you going, if anywhere, Atlanta-Cleveland tonight? Yeah, West, great point by you. We've seen some buyback here on the Cavs based on Jared Allen maybe playing here. And again, it's almost like, you know, in football, you know, you, you put a brace on a broken finger and play. Well, it's different in basketball uh, because you're so reliant upon your hands. But if he can give you anything, even just some defense, some rebounding, that's a big boost to the Cavs here. So uh, early on, you saw a little movement toward the Hawks. You know, they open some books. I saw minus one and a half up to two. Some twos did get up to two and a half and then even three. But on that Jared Allen news, you've seen over the last 24 hours some buyback on the Cavs. Cavs plus three, Cavs plus two and a half. We're pretty much minus two across the board, but there are some two and a halves out there. So I'm looking at buying low on the Cavs uh, plus two and a half here, Wes. You look at some of these uh, betting percentages, big public play toward the Hawks. They're getting around 65% of bets across the market. And the reason for that, you know, Trey Young is going to get a lot of public love here. They also, you know, blew out, uh, you know, in their last play-in game, they win by 30, whereas the Cavs, even though they cover, they're kind of not really in it. So you have a public love for Trey Young and the Hawks, kind of, you know, dismissing the Cavs here at home. But this is kind of a wheelhouse contrarian play, only around 35% of bets on the Cavs here. You can find a hook two and a half, also at the Cavs plus two and a half. I do like the under, but I think you're going to deal with this a lot. You know, sharp underplays, but are you late to the party? It opened 225. It's down to around 223. I'll still lean under, but I hate betting unders when you've already lost a couple points of value. Yeah, simplistic handicap for me. If Jared Allen's playing, I'm all over the Cavs. I will say, I think the three of us are sleeping on playoff Rondo. How about the spark he gave the Cavs? Remember when the Cavs mm-hmm. made that com- they, they mm-hmm. that little spurt in the comeback against the Nets on Tuesday? He played 26 minutes. Remember, Rondo came back for the final three regular season games just in time for the postseason here. Kind of play off Garland, add some defense, the X-Factor type stuff he can do in the postseason, West Seven points, nine assists against the Nets. Uh, all kidding aside, he will be a factor, and it looks like he's good to yeah, go. Yeah, and, and if you look, not only uh, playoff Rondo, but Kevin Love. So you do have some veteran leadership. This Cavs team is still a young team. Look, Atlanta, we know, and we talked about it earlier, more experienced team. This team did make the Eastern Conference Finals last year, so they kind of won that game, I think, against Charlotte. Not only Charlotte's poor defense, but the fact that Atlanta's been there before, and I think sometimes playoff experience matters. It might matter a little bit less tonight because Cleveland does have a couple veterans. They put that team, you know, together very smartly with this young core. Josh, Rondo will always be a Celtic in your heart as well as you take a look at the BetMGM insights and the splits. Rondo is your boy. Rondo's totally my boy, Patrick. I tell you what, little intel from me. I studied abroad in Africa my junior year of college. My dad would send me newspaper clippings. Remember, that was the uh, the 08 year with Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. As soon as I got home, it was second round of the playoffs. They barely got by the Hawks that year. Remember, they were loaded with Josh Smith and Horford and all these guys. Uh, so I love Rondo. Got a, a great place in my heart. And when you guys talk about Rondo, look at his prop market. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but points, rebounds, assists. Is he over, I don't know, 10 and a half, 12 and a half? I think that could be a good look here with Rondo. Kind of like Patrick Beverly, uh, what he's done with the Clippers. Three three years of doing a show together, mm-hmm. and you just went toto on me, Africa. Oh, yeah. So 
Wait, I think the, this <laughs> deserves a <laughs> banger. And did you know, guys? Banger. I always thought it was. I I always thought it was. I felt the rain down in Africa. It's I. It's I blessed the rains down in Africa. True. A true story there. And true story. You blessed the rains in Africa as well when you did your little study abroad. See? Was it incredible? Oh, it was awesome, guys. It was a wildlife conservation program. Truth be told, I was an RA, and I hated being an RA. I couldn't leave my Oh, you dorm. were a narc. To, you know, oh, my yeah, goodness, I was a narc. man. <laughs> of course I was shooting stuff in a plastic cup, Ronald. <laughs> Josh being a narc is like the so most Josh thing of all time. And I couldn't do it, guys. So remember we all had AIM. I would put up away messages. If it was a Blink-182 away message, that, mean, that means I'm going to do the round. So get your beer out of the way. Turn, you know, Put the root table down. I don't want to bust you. But, uh, hey, You're those are best. memories, guys. He, he wasn't Long fooled the by the uh, towel on the door trick either. <laughs> Josh, oh, yeah. Josh is the best. Uh, I love that little nugget. Spent some time from Vermont to Africa, as we say. Oh, yeah. Okay, so there it is. Uh, Hawks. Ja- Jared Allen, will he play for the Cavs? You did mention the total, Josh. Sorry to step on you there. Was there a lean on the total there of 223? So I feel like I lean under nothing here, Patrick. You know, I think a lot of times when you see these drops, it's like, okay, can I buy low and take the over? But I would just say this time of year, when it comes to, you know, these, uh, these you know, really important games and you, you dial in on defense, I'm really under nothing here. Now it's 4-0 to the under so far. I think the thought process is, hey, regression will always take place. Are we going to see some of these overs come through? But I think the play-in specifically, it's almost like, you know, that play-in or the first four in March Madness where you tend to see a lot of unders. So I'll lean under, you know, two. Can you find a hook 223 and a half? That could maybe send me over the edge. But again, it's under or nothing, especially with a lot of public betting over, yet these totals falling. Josh, uh, let's get to the uh, series bets, which are going to start essentially tomorrow once we get these two games and they handle the business tonight. Uh, Let's start with Boston and Brooklyn. That's been getting the most headlines in terms of, okay, where is this going to open? You saw a couple books uh, did open Brooklyn as the favorite. And then I was like, well, wait a minute. They shouldn't necessarily be the favorite here. And then the market corrected. Now you have the Celtics pretty much minus 140, minus 145 here. I kind of like your guys here. I know, uh, you know, the market really loves the Nets and they've respected them all season. Where are you going here with this series? Yeah, Wes, I'm going to take the Celtics. So don't call me a homa over by Fenway Park or the Garden, but I will take the Celtics <laughs> in this one. Uh, number one, it's a data-driven play. I don't want to bet my favorite teams just because they're my favorite teams. One of the early things I learned in betting is that's a great way to lose a lot of money. Just bet your favorite teams. But when your favorite teams happen to be, you know, kind of a wheelhouse play in terms of the data, then I'll definitely sweat them. So the Celtics across the market here, guys, uh, and Wes, you, you're totally right. You know, BetMGM, they they opened a minus 125 Celtics favorite. But you did see some early, early, early Nets slight favorite lines here. But either way, uh, Celtics are only getting 37% of bets to win this series. The public is all over Kyrie and Durant, 63% to win this series. But yet the line's going to Boston. So now they're all the way up to minus 140. So even though you're getting a big majority of bets here on the Nets to win the series, the line's moving to the Celtics. So uh, number one defensive efficiency team, pretty deep team here. You got to respect the, you know, just the talent of Kyrie and Durant. But I don't really love their supporting cast, even if Simmons does come back. And again, if you're giving me everyone on the Nets, but line moving to the Celtics, I got to play that reverse line move. I will be sweating the Celts minus 140 to win the series. Guys, before we come back with Josh with another segment, I've got an interesting number here. And we're talking about Nets futures, right? Still in single digits to win the NBA championship. Go back to 1980. Since 1980, there have only been five other teams seeded fifth or worse in the playoffs to have NBA title odds of less than 10 to 1. 
the 03 Lakers, they were the five seed, the 04 Mavericks as the five seed, the 08 Suns, the six seed, the 15 Spurs, the six seed, and then last year's Lakers, 2021, the seven seed. The only team of those five I listed to win a playoff series were the 03 Lakers with Kobe and Shaq as the fifth seed as they knocked out the Timberwolves. So that just tells you there's still a lot of respect for the Nets in the market. I think too much. I agree with Josh here. Hey, hey, by the way, that game, when that game ended on Tuesday, I opened up a book in town series price nets minus 115 like 20 minutes later flip to the celtics being favored so think about that great stats from west as well we're coming back with josh here lombardi line what's up i'm john wall and i'm cj toledano and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called point game Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game. <laughs> Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human-moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. You're listening.
listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Vegas. BetMGM rewards. I make this simple for you. You have a credit card, you get rewards, points. That's exactly what you get through betting BetMGM. Okay, you can also convert those BetMGM points into BetMGM reward points that you can use for online bonuses or convert into comps at MGM Resorts nationwide. It's very simple. It's a loyalty program. It's awesome. They do a great job with it. It's the best in the industry. you got to be 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. The Everything Guide to Sports Betting is the name of the book. He's the author, Josh Applebaum. He joins Wes Reynolds and myself. I'm Patrick Maher here on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Michael Lombardi taking a deserved break. As Wes taking a look at the board, we did want to talk about this Raptor 76er series. Mike, every, the action's in the East, boys. Like, you know what I mean? You were just talking about the series with the Nets and the Celtics. It, to me, it's that series. And Josh, set us up on the series price with the Raptors and the 76ers. That series has so much juice because the frenetic, just odd way that Toronto plays, I think they're going to give uh, the 76er team fits. Where's the series price here? Yeah, so Patrick, I'm totally with you. It could be a very competitive series, but when I'm looking at the data, I think there's a kind of a buy low opportunity to actually take the 76ers in this series. So, you know, when I pull up Twitter, everything I see is, you know, Toronto Raptors, series price, plus mm-hmm. 165, great value, bet them. Anytime I see just this public opinion forming uh, and the data backing it up, of really, you know, going really heavy on one position, I like to be on the other side. So really jumped out to me, guys, is the 76ers open as a minus 175 favorite in this series. Right now, you're getting 70% of bets at BetMGM grabbing the plus money with the Raptors to win the series. However, even though only 30% of bets are on the Sixers, the line has moved from minus 175 to minus 200. So uh, again, why is the line going to the Sixers if you have such heavy betting, seven out of 10 bets here on the Raptors? The other thing that jumped out to me, which kind of solidified my play here, I did lay the minus 200 with the Sixers, is a really huge low bets, higher dollars discrepancy. At BetMGM, only 30% of bets are on the Sixers, but they're taking in 80% of the money. So that is a huge, huge gap there between bets and dollars. And if I can you know, look at these series prices and find a low bets, so I'm contrarian, higher dollars, so the discrepancy kind of tells me it's bigger, sharper wagers in their favor, and you're getting a line move toward that team, that's an auto bet for me. So I, I totally respect the Raptors. I think they have a bright future ahead. But when we get to the playoffs and it's, you know, best players take over, uh, I, I like the team overall as the Raptors, but I don't think they can really take down, you know, this big three with Harden and Embiid and Maxi and Harris and these guys. So I'll lay it with the Sixers. I love the fact that the line's moving in their favor, despite the fact they're only getting 30% of bets. Tells me some sharp reverse line movement on Philly. Well, this strikes me too, and I think you could probably throw the Celtics and Nets in that category. You're going to see, I think, a lot of middlers in this series, and you're going to see a lot of buyback, you know, where it's like, okay, take the dog. You know, like, let's say if they get the Raptors and they take the dog and they split the first two in Philadelphia, then there's a chance that maybe Philadelphia at some point becomes a small dog. So you're going to get a lot of scalping where they try to get plus money on both sides. And I think if people are betting the fact that Thibault is not going to be available in Toronto because of the vaccine mandate up there in Ontario, Canada – then you wait a little bit because like, it's like you're betting it now and it's like, okay, well, Philadelphia does have the, you know, have the first couple games at home. Keep in mind, Ananobi just returned to the lineup. Right. So uh, yeah. Uh, 
I, I'm kind of with Josh on that sentiment. I have not betted accordingly, but there is a lot of Toronto love out there right now. I'm sure it's not awkward in that 76er locker room, by the way, when Thibel rolls in and everyone else is vaccinating. He's like, what's up, fellas? Where are you headed? Toronto? Yeah. I'll see you when you yeah. get back. <laughs> I'm going to be at the crib watching you guys. <laughs> yeah, go win it. And remember, betters and baseball betting as well. You can't travel to Toronto. You can't take on that Blue Jay team that everybody's obsessed with if you're not fully vaccinated. And I think Thibel got the first round, but he didn't finish up on his concurring. So that's the issue with Dybul. And that's a miss. Look at that, that backcourt, which has struggled. It's interesting with Harden. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but the energy was there. Uh, but lately, if you watch Harden, he is sedentary on the perimeter. Mm -hmm. He's just standing around and waiting. And one other angle in this too, with Toronto, Nick Nurse is kind of one of those guys rumored maybe to take the Lakers job, although I don't know why you would want to leave for that mess out there in Los Angeles no right now. But his name is going to continue to get bannered about basically over the next few weeks. The Jazz Mavs, Josh. So Donkic has been ruled out for game one, and you see the Jazz in Dallas lane five. Correct me if I'm wrong on that one. But the question is, with the strain in the calf, will we see him? What's the series price here with the Jazz and the Mavs? Yeah, so this is another one, Patrick. Game one, huge move here to the Jazz based on this Doncic injury. Open a lot of these books, Mavericks laying three. They're all the way now to Jazz minus five. So, you know, you could say, hey, I'll grab the points, buy low on the Mavericks here. I think if you find anything minus 200 or less on the money line, I'd take the Jazz to win that game. But this would also be, you know, a series match. Low bets, higher dollars with a huge influence here on Doncic. Uh, I would look at, you know, number one, the fact that the Mavericks, uh, they're still getting at this point like 80% of bets. So they're a big public play here, but they open minus 115 Jazz on the series price. Jazz are all the way up to minus, two, minus 300, actually. So they're only 21% of bets, but 63% of money on the Jazz. And again, if there's no Doncic, I think it's a, probably a pretty good spot here to look at the uh, the Jazz to advance. My only concern is, you know, minus 300. I don't like betting series prices anything higher than like minus 200. So maybe you look at, you know, jazz on the spread, like minus one and a half games or something like that. Uh, and I would say, guys, there's got to be something with Jared Allen. As we're talking, the Cleveland Cavaliers just fell at a couple books down to one and a half. So maybe that is a combination of Jared, Jared Allen playing and some good money coming in. And that tells you how quick sports betting changes. It's guys. all I Allen. hundred percent. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's all Allen money, Josh. You nailed it. I see DraftKings just went to one with the Hawks lane. It remember, we had gotten to three and a half, Wes Reynolds. Right. I am searching the Twitter machine as we speak. And just on cue from uh, Josh Applebaum there, Jared Allen expected to play per Shams Charania of stadium. So there you go. I will be betting them because you combine. That's going to be a great home court as well. Josh, they played well at home ATS wise and straight up. Obviously that being the Cavs place is going to be awesome. You know, kind of that first juice that they've mm -hmm. gotten since the second go round with LeBron. I think it's going to be legit. And as far as on the road this year, the Hawks West were bottom third. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think they were 14 and 27 against the number it's not and uh, cut it. only 16 and 25 outright. So yeah, uh, that's why you see, I think it's kind of, you're reluctant a little bit to lay a road favorite, even though they have the more experience. And uh, speaking of more experience in the playoffs, Josh, let's talk another series, Milwaukee and Chicago, been one-way traffic. The Bucks have absolutely owned this team. And you mentioned that you don't like to lay series prices over very much north of $2, obviously. It's $11 here with the Bucks, but you did mention betting the series spread. Would that be something you're interested here with, like the Milwaukee Bucks? I think what I saw, minus two and a half, like minus a dollar seventy, dollar seventy-five. Would you be willing to go that route, Chicago, Milwaukee? 
you're spot on, Wes. So I think as betters, you know, we may feel like, okay, we like this team to win it, but the number's too high. Is there any really juice, you know, worth the squeeze here? So uh, looking at kind of a data-driven play, the Bucks would be kind of a perfect system match. Right now, the Bucks are getting only 47% of bets, but they're getting in 92% of money. So a huge, huge low bets, higher dollar split, telling me smart money in their favor. But as you mentioned, Wes, it's all about the price. Bucks open minus 700, they're all the way up to minus 1100. So to me, despite being, you know, kind of a, a data match here and the low bets, higher dollars line move to the Bucks, I just can't stomach laying that number. And if you're betting to risk, not bet to win, you're really not getting anything back. And again, limits can be low on some of these future, on some of these, you know, series prices anyway. So totally agree with you, Wes. I'd look at the minus two and a half here with the with the uh, the Bucks. Minus two and a half, as you mentioned, I saw like a minus 170, minus 180, something like that. If they can sweep 4-0, if you can win 4-1, that's really going to be your ticket. So I think, you know, the matchup here, the Bulls, it's really been a tale of two halves for them. They start off great. Donovan uh, has got this team going. DeRozan was putting up those incredible numbers. Uh, but then they've really tailed off late. You're not going to get Lonzo Ball back. You're dealing with injuries. This is really the time to shine here for Milwaukee with their big three healthy. So no way I'm laying a minus 1,100. But minus two and a half games, you know, at minus 170, uh, I think I could like that price. There is no juice on the Bulls. No. No, I, I like look none. This is a this is also taller cotton for this team. This is the def, this is the defending champion and Giannis healthy. They're playing well and just they just own Chicago here. And I you know I'm not going to lay this big of a price, but that's why I brought up the spread because that's what I bet minus two and a half minus a dollar seventy five. Maybe the Bulls get one. Maybe they don't get swept. I don't really want to bet the sweep. I'm kind of uncomfortable doing that. But say in Milwaukee could win 4-1 here. If you want a bet exact margin, that'd be the way I'd go. Yeah, lay the two and a half, like Josh said. That opener, by the way, is coming up this Sunday, Josh. Milwaukee opened nine and a half. You got it sitting doubles at 10. Is that where you're at? Yeah, pretty much 10, Patrick. A little movement here. Not a ton, nine and a half to 10, as you mentioned, but another underplay here. So I think, you know, as betters, we're always looking at, you know, what, what's the line for today's game? Don't always be so short-sighted. Look a few days in advance because this would be an under that I'd be interested in. Open 229, you're seeing books get down to 228 and a half. You can still find a 228 and a half with the hook. I'd look under there. A lot of these books are going down to 228. That would be kind of a big spread, uh, a big spread under where if you get up big, take your foot off the gas, maybe you get a low scoring fourth quarter. I look at the under in that game. Any plays boys? We got about 20 seconds here. I'm going to, if Jared Allen's in, I am going to take the point and a half, two and a half still at a couple of shops with the Cavs. I like the T-Wolves plus seven tomorrow against Memphis. I think they're going to carry that momentum over at least for the first game. Josh, what do you got? MLB, Patrick, the Buckos and the Fish, gross contrarian reverse line moves. Oh, by the way, Guardians and Whites and Guardians, and they are hosting today, Josh. Just slipped my mind. They are uh, Giants. Giants, yep. Giants and Rodon under. Odds on's coming up next. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. 
and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.